What's up, crew? My name is Kelsey Zudeme, and welcome to The Real is Empowering Podcast. Through creating a healthy lifestyle as well as being an entrepreneur, I knew that I could not be in this journey alone. So I wanted to create a podcast that interviewed other real people who are going through an entrepreneurship journey as well as creating a healthy lifestyle and what that means and looks like to them. Through this podcast, I hope to be real as well as empower you on your journey. If you find anything that is beneficial during this podcast, please press share and subscribe. It means a lot to me as I'm just starting out on this platform. Remember, real is empowering. Olivia Kimisiak is an event planner located in northern Indiana. She specializes in higher education events, but also will help with a wedding. If you're a real good friend, Olivia is passionate about creating space for others to connect and encouraging people to find the best healthy lifestyle for them. So this is Olivia Kimisiak. The hardest last name to pronounce. (laughs) But uh, we go back to Indiana, good old Indiana, living there. One of my really, really good girlfriends. And I am excited to have you on today. How about you tell yourself, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, or anything you find interesting about yourself that you want to share? It's always so hard when someone asks you, like, tell me about yourself. I'm like, oh, what is interesting about myself? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm originally from uh, a suburb of Chicago, Illinois. I moved to Winona Lake, Indiana to go to school with Kelsey at Grace College. And I majored in event and facility management um, with the hopes of going on to be an event planner. So I ended up staying in Winona Lake, Indiana, um, which I swore I wouldn't do, but here I am living in a tiny, tiny town. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I work for Grace College now as well. I am the coordinator of alumni and community engagement, which is just a really fancy title for event planner. Um, So I work with anyone who's graduated from Grace, all of our alumni. And then I also plan events that happen on our campus. Like if people rent out a space, I am their event coordinator as well. So yeah. So you got a job in the career that you chose, right? Or the field of study you chose? Well, I should say, that I took a job right out of college working as an administrative assistant. I feel like I sometimes skip over that because, like, who wants to say they worked as an assistant first? Um, So I worked there for about four months before I was hired back at Grace. So, yeah, that is an important part of the puzzle. I, like, went into being an assistant first. And I think that everybody starts somewhere. So being an assistant has its perks. You get to see a lot of things with, you know, not – maybe as much responsibility, but then you understand things more. And then when you get into the actual job, you are able to do the things that you are because you kind of saw a lot of it behind the scenes. Yeah. And I hate when I like truly do hate when I forget to say that because I hated when I was like a student and was like, oh my gosh, everyone has these like fancy jobs. Like, how are you getting a job? Like, how do I get a job? And so like, I'm here to tell everyone that you work as an assistant first, and then you get hired somewhere else. So. Yes, it does not happen overnight. A lot of people nowadays, I feel like, think 
uh, when people have millions of followers on Instagram or they have these big businesses, they're always like, how did you do that so fast, blah, blah, blah. And I love when they respond because I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're like, listen, I've been doing this for 10 years, right. you know, and that instant gratification, it's, you know, not really instant like people think and a lot of people give up because they're like, well, this didn't happen in a week and it's just not realistic. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I appreciate the aspect of going from assistant to now where you are. And the reason I wanted to have you on today is because I think that Olivia is one of the best planners and organizers I've ever met. It really makes my me feel kind of like I have nothing together when it comes to planning things. Um, because I know that if someone has you plan something, you are going to do it to a T. And you are so good at what you do. So kind of run us through your average day if you're planning an event like oh let's go with when you plan the event for Tim Tebow because who doesn't love Tim Tebow okay so go through that kind of process and what that looks like yeah so my senior year of college I worked in an office on campus that had brought um Tim Tebow to campus to speak to our students um which was a really awesome opportunity obviously to get to work with Tim Tebow and to work on such a large scale event. So um, yeah, what do I do day to day? So the biggest thing that I think a lot of people forget about is when you're working with a speaker like that, that they're, they have a, such an airtight contract. And um, when you do things that are in breach of that contract, like it's a big deal. So Um, the biggest thing that I do when planning an event is really focusing on anyone who's involved in that event, because, uh, whether it's Tim Tebow or like someone who's just like a professor who's coming to speak, you never want someone who's doing the favor of speaking for you to like feel unwelcome at an event. So I want them like, obviously the guests that are coming to hear that person are important, but really like that person is the most important person of your event. So, um, Really, the biggest thing I try to do is to bring everyone together that's working on that event into one room. I think we live in a world that is uh, overwhelmed by technology and that one giant email chain is not the most productive thing. <laughs> so we start by bringing everyone into a room. And that is that is like the first thing I tell people all the time if you're planning any sort of an event, whether it's a fundraiser or even a wedding to just bring like everyone into one room. Um, that way they know each other. Like there were times I sat in that room and someone was like, Oh, I didn't know this person was working on this event. Um, so I, I bring everyone into one room. We run through the day so many times. I like to say it's kind of like a musical, like dress rehearsal. Like we will sit there and just like walk through the day of any event I plan many times. And every time, we find something, we tweak something, we're talking about who's in charge of what part, we're talking about um, timing, uh, transportation, um, every little piece of it. So I like to call those our dress rehearsals that we just go over and over and over it. And I really don't think that you can over communicate every anything. Um, I would rather us be a little bored sitting there like talking about an event for the 17th time, then like get to that event and something be 
missed. So yeah, I'd say the three, those three big things that you're like, you really want to keep track of contracts, um, that you want to bring everyone into one room and then you want to go over your schedule just as many times as you have the time for. Yeah, that's smart. I like the thought of bringing everyone together because realistically, if you send out a big email chain, one, if people start responding, it gets confusing if everybody's responding. And then also, how many people actually read through a full email? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are times I skim emails. It's Mm -hmm. like my worst flaw. Yeah. 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 You're all in one room. You're like all focused on the same thing. We have the ability. I'm not reading an email and listening to someone else. Like we are all focused on the same thing. So I think it's important to meet in person. Um, I'm a big fan of meetings, (laughs) even though I know some people think like, Oh, like a meeting is taking up so much of my time. I think it's so important. Yeah. I completely agree. That's smart. You're like a little boss woman and I love it. You always take charge and you're just able to just lead very, very well, which I, that's why a job you do is so perfect for you because that's what you need in that job. So very, very cool. I think event planning takes a special person and I remember the Tim Tebow event and I do not know all the behind the scenes, but I do know that it was a very smooth event and it went really, really, really well. So is like my goal as an event planner is for a guest to never know how much work I put into it for them to think that like Tim Tebow showed up and spoke and like, there's the end of it. Like that's what, a guest is supposed to think so. right it's not it's like at a wedding you don't want people to know how much work went into it you just want them to come and enjoy it and then you know which kind of is a bummer for you at some points because you're like you know how much work I put in but you know what it went super smooth it was super good and who doesn't oh, love you. Tim Tebow maybe no. someday he'll hear this <laughs> um transitioning so You know, we've been friends, so I know you more on a personal level, obviously, than just your job. And I'm very, obviously, into the aspect of also creating a healthy lifestyle alongside your normal lifestyle, so your everyday. Um, And I know that you have dealt with quite a few health concerns, issues, stuff like that. And you have to be very on top of what you are eating and what you're doing to control and maintain your health. And it's not even a matter of, oh, I want to lose weight or whatever. It's like, no, this is very important because otherwise my body is not going to react well. So when it comes to a healthy lifestyle for you, if you want to go into some of those That'd be great. And then kind of touch on what it looks like for you. Yeah. So as Kelsey said, got some health issues. That's what we call them in my family. Everyone calls them my list of issues. So so I have um, a virus called Epstein-Barr virus. Um, It's actually a lot more common, but not a lot of people know about it. It's weird. A lot more people have it than know about it. So um, I also have a couple different like bacteria overgrowths, which always sounds really nasty when I talk about it, but um, basically it's just like thrown off the basic functions of my body. So um, at a point I had no immune system. Um, and then at my lowest point, it was like having mono for multiple years. So um, Epstein-Barr virus is what causes mono. So at that point, it was like I had mono for two years. So obviously that changes um, how you work out, how you're active. 
um, how you're fueling your body. And that was at a point in my life where I was really caught up in like health fads and I was wanted to like do all the things that, that everyone was doing to lose weight. I was very focused on losing weight at that time in my life. Um, and I just became super frustrated that I wasn't losing weight and that I had no energy. I couldn't do what everyone else was doing. I couldn't eat what everyone else was eating. Um, and that's when I finally had to like stop and I had to simplify everything. And I had to give myself a lot of grace and I had to remember that like what works for someone else doesn't necessarily work for my body, whether I have health issues or not. Like just cause someone lost a lot of weight and has insane energy with keto or intermittent fasting or, um, getting rid of certain foods, vegan, paleo, all those things. Like it, it doesn't mean it's going to work for me. So I had to like really go down to the basics and, um, I cut out a lot of foods. I don't eat gluten, dairy, um, and a lot of sugars, but I still eat sugar. So don't let that. Think <laughs> okay. Yeah. If you said that you don't eat sugar, I would have to call you out on line yeah, because I still eat sugar, but I have to limit my sugar intake. Yes. Everything um, in moderation. Yes, exactly. And I also had for a good year and a half, I had to fully stop working out. So mm. I wasn't allowed to do anything that was getting my heart rate um, high because that would send my body into a state of, um, my body would overreact and try to overcompensate for being tired. So I spent a long time trying to figure out like what that meant for me. Cause obviously when you're not working out, like you gain weight and you don't feel the best. And I already didn't feel the best. So I would say like my approach now, which didn't come overnight, like we said earlier, like it, has taken me two, three years to get to this point is just, I believe in moving my body, whatever that means for me that day. Some days I wake up and I can't do more than like truly do some yoga or walk around the neighborhood. There are other days I wake up and I can do a full hour hit workout. Um, I just know for myself that I just have to move my body. So I would say my version of a healthy lifestyle is everything in moderation um, fueling my body. What I eat is nourishing my body and not just eating for what tastes good. Um, and just moving my body. So was that just knowing that it's different for everyone? Like what someone's doing might not work for me. Yes. I appreciate that because we touched on this last week when I did the last interview and, Mm -hmm. um, it really is true. I don't think a lot of people understand that. And, Mm -hmm. That's a lot of the issue with these fad diets is you see people who are successful on them, but I'm not going to lie. I used to be obsessed with fad diets too, and I remember I tried keto, and I was the hangriest, most bitter woman ever, and I never had energy to do anything, whereas some people thrive, and then they lose tons of weight, you know? So, you know, emphasizing the fact that it is each their own. And you have to be aware of what you're doing and then analyze it, be consistent with it, and then see, is this working? And I think a lot of people will sacrifice how their body feels to try to lose weight. Right, which I refuse to – I mean, I spent a long time of my life doing that, and I refuse to live in that spot anymore. Mm -hmm. I refuse to not have energy. Like, no matter how skinny, no matter how fit I look, 
I refuse to not have energy. I refuse to be hangry all the time. Like, <laughs> no one wants to be hangry. No one in my life wants me to be hangry. Right. <laughs> I feel that. In that space of, like, deprivation and and anger. And, yeah, it's it's not worth it. No mm-hmm. no amount of what my body looks like is worth that. So Yeah, and it's definitely short-term. So okay. if you think long-term mindset – you're harming your body rather than helping it. So that is, I preach on that all the time. It's 80% nutrition and 20% fitness. And if I'm hungry, if my body is saying I'm hungry now, sometimes I'll just be bored. Right. And there's a difference. You gotta know your body. (laughs) Yes. Like if I am hungry for four hours, it's probably because I'm just bored, but you have to listen. You have to listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you, I used to go to the gym when I was hurting, like my body would be in so much pain and I'd be like, whatever, push through because you got to get this gym because if, if you don't, you're not going to lose weight. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like, what is one day? Listen I to know. your body. So yeah. I and appreciate I just, you bringing that I tell up. everyone, like I'm a firm believer in like being super self-aware mm. of your body. Like, uh, like, doing the same like a friend and I doing the same workout and she could be totally fine and I could be like so tired so sore like I need some carbs I need some protein Mm -hmm. like I believe that you have to be aware of your own body Mm -hmm. um like I said the same things don't work for everyone even like day to day so yeah I like that I appreciate that a lot of people do not have that perspective so I'm glad that you do because makes me worry a little less. <laughs> no, but so, okay. So you have these, what your family would call health issues, right? And so you're going through this and let's say someone who is listening might have a similar issue and they're struggling because they can't work out and they have to limit what they eat and you know, all these things, what are some tips or advice to help them get through that? Maybe that you experienced during that year and a half where you can't work out and cutting things out and trying things. What's some advice for them? Yeah. So I would say number one, to just be so gentle with yourself, like your body is your only body. And someone finally had to tell me like, Olivia, yeah, you could work out right now and just kill yourself and look really great, but you're going to damage your body and you're not going to feel good uh, in the long term. So number one, like just be so gentle with yourself. Give yourself so much grace. Number two, to just, it's very easy. I spent a good time of that year and a half uh, trying to complicate things like, oh, if I eat this and this and this and this and finding weird foods to eat that were supposed to help me and uh, and maybe they did, but I also now believe in just really simplifying everything, like eat good, whole, nourishing foods, fruits and vegetables, meat, if your body can handle it. I know some people can't. I can't not handle it. I need meat in my life. <laughs> Preach. Me too. I'm a firm believer in that. Like, yep. some people, I know, like, that might work for you. My body gets angry when I don't eat meat. Yes. I went plant-based for a week and I was like, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. It's not for everyone. It's not. Teach their own. Teach their own. If it's for you, then I fully support you. Yep. 
So yeah, just simplifying things like whole good foods for your body. Really, when your body is going through a time of um, autoimmune or um, just attacking systems, like what your body needs is the basics. So um, I say the same thing for moving, like take a walk, do some yoga, just move your body a little bit. It doesn't have to, you don't have to get your heart rate up. You don't have to be burning calories. I mean, you probably will, but you don't have to be um, doing anything that's straining you, but just move your body. Because if you don't, um, someone told me this too. Like I learned this, it took me a long time to learn this, but um, even when you don't feel like you can move your body, you need to do something to move your body or else all of those toxins just sit in your body. You're not moving them out. So I believe in just like, just take a walk, do some yoga, uh, take it really easy, but just move your body to like flush your systems. Um, and then I also tell people this won't be forever. Um, you will have bad days still, but you'll have really good days too. Um, I remember being stuck in a time of having a lot of those bad days back to back. And I just remember thinking like, this is never going to end and I cannot live like this forever, <laughs> but there is a light at the end of the tunnel there is someone else that can help you. There is another solution. So it, it really doesn't last forever. Um, but to just take care of your body, um, treat your body like you would take care of someone else, like just nourish it and um, love it. And remember that it's your only body. So <laughs> you don't want to, to hurt it long term just for something short term. Mm. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna, I always say I'm gonna re-listen to these and take notes, and I really do. And I really am. I'm about to just go re-listen to this and take notes from Miss Olivia, the wisest yes, woman. Take a walk every day. <laughs> I hope that's what you get out of this. Take a take walk, a walk and, every day. Yeah. And right now, it's so important to figure out something where you can move. I know a lot of people are inside, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you can't go outside and create something that you look forward to, which could be taking a walk, could be doing a at-home workout. Like yeah. there's still no excuses in finding ways to move your body. And right. I listen to Trent Shelton a lot. And one of my favorite things he says is movement inspired mood. And it's so mm -hmm. true because when you get movement in, you're naturally, it will release endorphins and you're naturally going to feel better. So I like that. Even when you can't, like you said, you feel like you can't move. You, that's right. when you have to decide to move. Yes. And I think that's so important to say too. Like, I hope that no one listens to this and is like, well, I like don't want to move. Yeah. Half the time I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Half the time I do not want to get out of bed. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to get up from the couch, but like, I never regret it when I do move. So, yeah. So, Shifting more into about you, I always like to ask people kind of just some fun questions. And what would you say is your favorite event that you've planned so far? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would I would probably say the Tim Tebow event I planned. Um, I love working on speaking engagements. I think the details of speaking engagements are fun. And uh, 
uh, working with people coming to speak, usually someone who's a little famous is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a little famous. Just a little famous. It's just Tim Tebow. <laughs> yes. But I also would say um, I plan our college's homecoming every year. Well, this was my, I've done it two years now, so not every year. I've only been <laughs> in my job for a couple of years, but um, I would say that's really fun too. There's so many moving parts and uh, it's just so cool to see people like connect. I love that about events. I love that I get to create a space for people to connect. So um, yeah, one of those two, it's a hard tie. Homecoming was always fun. So yeah. you did a good job with that too. Anything you do with planning is oh, good. So can't complain. <laughs> what would you say your favorite meal is and your favorite dessert? Um, my favorite meal is probably anything Mexican. I could eat Oof. tacos every night of the week. Yep. Yep. Um, and my favorite dessert Dessert's so hard because I don't eat gluten or dairy, and I swear, like, every dessert is, like, a gluten or dairy. That's true. But there are a couple times I've had a really good gluten-free cake. Mm -hmm. I love cake, so if I can find a good cake that I can still eat, then... Don't you eat... Do you eat Halo Top, or you eat a form of... Yeah, sometimes I eat dairy-free ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've had the Halo Top one, and there's a brand called So, I think. So. Um, mm-hmm. Those are both good. Yeah. But also, I was never an ice cream fan, like, before I gave up dairy, so, um, it wasn't super hard to, that's not, like, something I'm dying to find a replacement for. See, that's good that you weren't, because <laughs> that would be detrimental. Like, at weddings or parties, when there's a cake, I'm like, should have brought my own cupcake or something. <laughs> That's what you need to start doing. You need to just bring your own cupcake. Truly. Really. I just showed up to every wedding I went to with a cupcake. You know what? I think you should do it. I think, yeah. I, I think, think it, that's my next step. I would not judge you. I'd probably ask you to bring me one. Okay. I'll just do a little, like, 12-pack. There we go. There we go. People, gluten-free awesome. people would love you. You could probably make, like, a little side hustle out of it. There we go. Just charge, like, two fifty a cupcake. Hey, we're at that point in our lives where, like, I'm at a wedding every month, so. Facts, but not right now because everything's on hold. True. <laughs> I feel so bad for people with weddings right now. I know. Off topic I know. Subject. The is like, oh, let me just hug you. I know. We can schedule every detail. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad. It is. But yeah, I can imagine. hopefully it all goes away soon. Oh, yeah. We just had a friend whose wedding got postponed, but. Ugh. Okay, off topic. Anyways, yeah. cupcakes. <laughs> every wedding. So I know that you've traveled to what was it, Greece? Yeah. Yeah. Greece and Paris. Yes. So were those two of your dream vacations? I always ask people if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you want to go? Would you go back to there, or would you choose somewhere different? Okay, so unpopular opinion. I always feel a little guilty when I admit this, but. I did not love traveling internationally. Um, Like, it was an amazing experience. I wouldn't, like, give it back. But, uh, like, if I was going to travel again, I don't know if I'd travel internationally again. Um, It just kind of stresses me out a little bit. Like, the detail person in me, like, not having full control stresses me out a little bit. Um, However, I love 
traveling to different states. I think the United States are so cool that we like have little mini countries in our country. <laughs> Never heard them called that, but it works. There's just so much to do in like every state. So True. like there are so many places I want to go in the United States that I would probably stay here. Like the Grand Canyon. I've never been to the Grand Canyon. I hear it's life changing. Um, I love traveling to the Carolinas. Mm. You need to come visit. Come visit. Yes. And um, I just went to the West Coast this February. I was in San Diego for the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun. Like, it was so fun to just travel here. So, yeah. It, it's yeah. a lot less stress, too. Because, yeah. like you said, it's traveling internationally. It's not only a long time, usually, like, between flights and layovers and travel. And so the destinations can be really, really cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, but the difference between a seven hour plane ride and an hour and a half, and you can still do cool things and get a whole different weather. You know what I mean? So I like that. I haven't had anybody answer in states. Everyone looks at me like I'm crazy when I say that, but if you, it just wasn't for me. Yeah. And if you think about it, we have 50 different states. So Mm -hmm. it's like, that's 50 destinations and you've probably been to five of them. So you have 45 left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And there's there's so many places here that I want to see before I would venture out to the world again. Yeah, I completely agree. That's a good perspective. Huh. I like that. Because international travel is really not my favorite either. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe for like the honeymoon and stuff. But otherwise, I'm like, "Mm." Even then, like I'm staying in like probably a resort somewhere that like, I don't know. Everything's just like laid out for me. Like yeah. it's all just like there for me. I don't have to make any decisions. I don't have to like do anything myself. Yep. Sounds terrible, but just relax. That's all yeah. you want to do. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. So yeah. wrapping up, if you had to, you know, someone sitting in front of you, they're trying to both a become an event planner mm-hmm. and B create a healthy lifestyle for themselves. Oh, yeah. What would be some main tips mm-hmm. and points that you would give them to start with? Oh, that is a good one. Um, yeah, I would, number one, say to create, like, really strong um, boundaries. It is very easy as an event planner to, like, all you do is work. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. Like, it's, we work all day. We work nights. We work weekends. Like, it is what it is. Um, so I, I would, I tell everyone, I've talked to a couple event management students and I just tell them like, Hey, just remember to like a boundary is okay. It's okay to say no to things. Um, on the kind of <laughs> on the flip side of that and contradictory to that, I tell people all the time to just like try things. So like I spent my whole time in college thinking I was going to be a wedding planner and at this point in my life, like, I have to really love you to help you plan your wedding. (laughs) Wedding planning is tough stuff. Um, I did one wedding, and it went well, and everything, like, it was a beautiful wedding, but I was, it it was not as life-giving as I thought it would be, Um, and I totally pivoted what I was doing, so I tell people all the time, try different types of of events. No event planner is the same, so um, yeah, th- those would be the big things truly to create boundaries for yourself. Because if you don't, I found myself working like 80, 90 hour weeks and that's like 
too much for anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to just try things, to just like say yes to things you didn't think you'd say yes to. Um, and even if it doesn't go well, like there's so much value in figuring out what you don't want to do as opposed to figuring out what you do want to do. Um, so yeah, just like protect yourself, (laughs) protect your, your safe space and protect your space in your life, but also like try new things. It's contradictory. I know, but not completely. (laughs) Yeah. You find the boundary in contradicting yourself. (laughs) Yeah. You have to like mess up a little bit to figure out like what you need to do it's just how life is I think that's everything though so true True. yeah so what would you say for maybe uh creating a healthy lifestyle yeah that's that's a good one um I would say to um I mean if you're an event planner you're probably like a type a person like me so um to just like plan always plan ahead like carve out space for those things that are important to you um, working out, eating healthy. Um, I remember the first couple months of my job, like I ate out almost every night because like, I wasn't prepared for the fact that like I would be at events almost every night or I would work, uh, till seven or eight. Um, so just be prepared, like plan ahead. Uh, I spent a good amount of time, like not working out because I was like, there's no time to work out if I work till eight. Um, and you know, I'm not great at working out in the morning. Oh, um, girl, same. <laughs> same. <laughs> so, but then I figured out that I can carve out space to work out on my lunch hour, mm. um, to go to the gym on my campus and work out then. So I think it's all about like making time. I don't believe in not having time. Uh, I believe that we make time for what's important mm. to us, even when we work crazy hours. Yes. So, yeah, I would say just if you're an event planner, you probably are already planning ahead. <laughs> yeah. What we do, but yeah. And to give yourself grace. Like there are weeks where I was like, oh, I never went to the gym. But I was like, oh, I also like walked seven miles every day working this event. So <laughs> probably in not the most comfortable shoes either. Exactly. <laughs> so you went so, through some sort of pain. Right. It's a given. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I really like those tips, and I always appreciate people who are really, really good at planning because, to me, a lot of the times, I'm just like, oh, just go with the flow, you know, and I've tried to get better at planning my days out. Um, So when you say, like, plan out times to make your meals and stuff, I'm like, whoa, like, people have that personality. Like, that's so cool, and, you know, to each their own, and somehow my stuff still gets done, but... (laughs) I really appreciate people who can plan really well and have a beautiful planner, which I know you do. So, which I personally just throwing it out there, think that you should make your own planner line, but it's my dream someday. It's on the long list someday. Justin tells me that all the time to make my own planner line. Well, when you do, I will buy one and I can promote it on the podcast. I'll let you know. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Well, I have enjoyed just interviewing you I almost said getting to know you like I don't know you (laughs) I'm sure people who are listening have enjoyed getting to know you um and just thank you for taking time out of your day to talk on these subjects so of course this is so fun thanks yeah miss you bunches and I hope that you're staying safe and healthy so if you ever need a trip to the Carolinas I'll let you know I'll be here
<laughs> All right. Bye, girl. Thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you benefited from something within that podcast. And stay on the lookout for next week's podcast. If you want to connect with me, if you have feedback, if you want to follow me, you can find me on my page, crew, K-R-E-W underscore work, W-E-R-K. Just crew spelled backwards. Go give that Insta page a follow. And there you can find my blog as well, which is chock full of valuable content that I've learned through my journey. Tips, tricks, and everything in between. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and it's real and empowering.